feel it. The stares, the judgment. And there's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. No super serum. No blonde hair or blue eyes. You've got to do better, Senator. You've got to step up. Because if you don't, the next Carly will. Back in my day, my name is David Petrangelo, and uh, this week I'm lucky enough to be joined by Michael R. Power and Ian Walter. Our not-so-stereotypical millennial trio here are once again talking about the latest uh, Marvel show. We went through our um, WandaVision one just a few weeks ago and uh, generally really enjoyed it, and it was one of our sort of, I would say one of our favorite shows sort of in the last, over the course of the last six months to a year, I think it's up oh, there, yeah. to say. Um, and now we have it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Not just Falcon that's, Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know there's maybe a slight difference there, but um, I guess uh, I guess that we should just sort of jump right in. I mean, there's a decent amount to talk about, but I feel like it's less in depth than what WandaVision had, just based on the type of show that it is. But there's a lot of details, especially towards the end of the of the season. I think that we could uh, we could definitely dig into. So. Um, Ian, let's start with uh, with you for uh, just a general feel of how the show was and, and impression, and then we're going to start hammering into some details. Sure, you're definitely right uh, when you compare it to WandaVision in the sense that WandaVision was sort of this nine episode versus this felt very like mini series six episode extended movie, if that makes sense. Um, whereas WandaVision was like week to week, you're theorizing, you're not sure really the direction of where the show is headed. I think this show was a little bit more predictable on that side of things, but it's how they explored the themes and how they developed the characters that I really appreciated in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I felt that, and WandaVision did that well as well. So I guess my point is that rather than like comparing them as like, which one was better, they were just very different shows. One was, you know, a magical side of the MCU and also very whimsical um, and kind of like, theorizing like possibilities whereas this one was much more grounded much more related to like stuff like captain america you know winter soldier all that stuff so um in that respect i think that they did a really good job of kind of keeping it grounded and exploring some very real and relevant themes to like today's social media social uh political culture uh or climate so in that respect i think it really impressed me the way that they were sort of able to deliver uh, not realistic, it is comic book property, but like very, uh, you know, visceral experience. So I really enjoyed it. I like the thing is, uh, again, not really trying to compare it to WandaVision, but it is the only other series within the MCU. Hard so not it's, to, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's, it's inevitable, but in this, in this way, it followed up. I would have never imagined a series or a way to um, carry on the Captain America franchise without Steve Rogers. And I, I never knew if they were going to be able to pull it off. And in my mind, they did. So there you go. that's basically that's, where that's I'm That's a big, big part of the and reason for the series. Mike, what about you, man? Yeah, I thought it was uh, excellent. I continue to be amazed by 
the the series they're putting on Disney Plus and you know Kevin Feige and Marvel and now he's giving us basically Marvel movie caliber you know episodes of shows I know it, this one feels more like a long movie than WandaVision but um, and they're not just uh, visual spectacles there there's something to say there they have you know political commentary or um, WandaVision how it's about grief and PTSD and all this right so they're not just fluff they're like they're trying to get messages across and that's like kind of what the best art always does. And, but it's like on top of this really fun premise and comic booky action uh, uh, shows, right. And movies. So yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought it's right up there with some of the best comic book shows of all time. I'm again, struggling to f- figure out where it fits in my ranking. Cause now there's so <laughs> many good shows. Uh, I think it's, it's right up <laughs> <More> there. <to laughs> come. It's right. Yeah. It's right up there with WandaVision. It's probably just one, one, rank below WandaVision, whatever I finished WandaVision third or fourth uh, overall. So yeah, I think it's like a perfect five out of five, hundred percent would give it. And don't have really many critiques. I think everything, everything was, was so well thought out and so well done. And I think what Ian said about not being able to carry on with Steve Rogers and that's so like, everyone was worried about that. And it's, I think it was so smart of them to, instead of giving Anthony Mackie, uh, being Captain America in his own movie, they really took they really took six episodes to show us why he deserves and this character deserves to carry on as Captain America. And they kind of knowing that whoever, knowing that maybe the next person to become Captain America will not live up to Chris Evans. So they kind of set up and gave us this person that we were purposely supposed to hate uh, so that they could kind of prove their point. Like there's always going to be Captain America. Um, and you know, Falcon is the best choice. This is the best choice to be the next Captain America. And they took in these six episodes and really convinced us. There's no arguing it now, right? You've seen, like, mm. you see, like, they've showed it to us. Like, they've seen, like, he's the best fit for Captain America. He's, yeah. he's been there all along. He's, he's his best friend. And, you know, it's just the right time. And it's like, it was so, yeah, it was so, so, so good. It was so smart of them. It was awesome. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's that it does the character justice, who, you know, is it, a pretty good character and and did well with i mean i think they they tried to do everything they could with him in the movies um but you know he he was a secondary character and couldn't really have the time to to be able to like you couldn't just end uh you know the last couple avengers movies and expect oh yeah no he's he's captain america and that's done and done so it's nice that they like you said it's nice that they took that time to sort of build it up and and in a meaningful way too i think that really worked too i did like i liked his arc his, his arc was was my favorite his storyline overall whether it's his family or whether it's him becoming Captain America was my favorite through the whole show by far. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that they made him the focus. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I think it really it worked. Great. Yeah, and he had. Uh, I mean, Ian, and and Ian, like you mentioned, he had a lot of social commentary type type storylines and 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 scenes and stuff. And I think he portrays it very well. His type of character, where his character's going, it all really fits with that, and it brings more meaning to what Captain America is. Um, yeah. the, I, uh... I thought, yeah. Thought that part was was the best part about it, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say the dialogue in this show was so good. Some of the scenes were so powerful, like really, until really the, until good. The last episode, scenes. my opinion well, until the last episode. Yeah, but I, I was gonna we'll say get to the that. exact same thing <laughs> in that the writing was very powerful. The head writer, uh, Malcolm Spellman, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, like he just really he nailed it. Uh, and uh, to that point, I think it's rumored that he's developing a Cap Four film. I think that I saw that ah, on social media. Yeah, I mean, he's they might part well. of the team <laughs> for sure. He's yeah. So I think without true. the writing, this this series does not work. 
and yeah. neither does the passing of the mantle or the torch. Yeah, because that's shield. a lot of yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a lot of what this show is. Like, yeah, there's there's a decent amount of action. You know, I I think every episode has at least a little bit of it. Um, there's a couple that didn't have as much, and whatever, that's fine. You don't need to have some big giant action scene every half hour, but. Um, but yeah, a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the story-driven scenes, uh, character moments and stuff is what keeps it going. I, mm -hmm. I Overall, I liked it. Overall, I, I thought it was great. Um, I don't know if I like it. I was liking it more than WandaVision until the last episode, I think. Um, mm. I didn't I didn't hate the last episode by any means. So if, I, if you are comparing the two because of the most recent, might maybe that. But... I did really like the way it started. I definitely liked the first few episodes. To me, those are my favorite ones. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because they were just starting to figure things out. And I did, I did like you know the U.S. agent stuff. I did like his his character too. I think that that actually really worked. Um, yeah, I, overall, I like the show. So and and my my character standouts are probably are probably Sam and probably. Um, I guess ex Captain America. Those are the two standouts. And then of course. The surprise Bucky? of one of the no, no, he's no. talking about John Walker. John Walker, yeah. Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah. I mean, Those... as a as a as a uh, Wyatt Russell did an uh, excellent job. Yes, acting yeah. as an actor Wyatt... portraying that character, but the character itself is meant to be hated, right? Yes, wow. exactly. Which is why I didn't really. We'll get into the last episode, but I didn't really understand mm -hmm. his. But thing that's in the, the thing. Episode, Wyatt so. Russell crushed that role, so it's yeah. hilarious uh, for those mm -hmm. of us who like troll social media for every little bit of information about <laughs> these things it's just hilarious to see how some people react to this stuff and like how he's getting Wyatt Russell himself had to take himself off of social media because he was getting death threats like this is some so stupid ridiculous stuff but like so stupid, he re yeah. realistically did the job to the best of his ability and should be applauded for it and he's getting mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah he had the intensity nonsense. he has he has the look for it which is part of it you know unfortunately well, that's, that's the just whole part thing of the right? character yeah on surface and on paper he is uh you know steve rogers version of captain america yeah but then exactly when you dive into the psyche or into the like you know anything beyond the surface and he's a terrible captain america yeah and i think um i mean i guess we can get into sort of some of the details of how it started because that first episode was a lot of build like not a ton happened there was the action yeah. scene to start and then it was very character driven which is why i really liked it i really liked yeah. sam's thing with his sister and his family mm -hmm. i thought that stuff i thought it i mean i guess there wasn't that much time to do it but i thought they kind of let it go halfway through the season and i was like oh i want to see more of that it's true. I mean, you know, a lot comes of the back, but... side characters that were, you know, in a show that focuses on the MCU's secondary characters and brings them to the forefront. Yep. A lot of the side characters developed in the show kind of didn't, you know, fell by the wayside. But at the same time, they were there. They served a purpose. Yep, they um, did. And, and it wasn't terribly and, done, I don't you think. You know, we, so. we were thought we were getting buddy cop from the jump and uh we didn't really get that in, in episode one right so no we didn't was, actually uh, get it until like three or four really it was a slow development in this and that was a similarity to one of them because that was how that show started yeah. off was just kind of like slow rolling this like theme building and like setting the tone yeah. but i appreciated that in the end it, i just thought that maybe they could have used either another episode or i don't know because everything was really tight everything was really that there was no room, wiggle room, really. So I don't know if mm -hmm. they could have used like one more episode or something to fill. Yeah, no, stuff. no episode felt too long at all, yeah. which which is nice. I think um, I think the whole some of the stuff online of of oh, it just feels like a six hour movie thing. That doesn't bother me actually. I actually don't mind that at all. Yeah, that it feels mm -hmm. like it's stretched out because it, like we were just saying, it, I think it works for a lot of the characters, especially for yeah. Sam. But 
I don't, I don't care if it just feels like an extended thing and there just happens to be a break in it. I mean, if you right. want to compare this to the Snyder cut, this did a better job of that. So, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't have and, four intermissions. So, and you know, like we we joke about the flack that John Walker was getting online and stuff, but the episode one did an incredible job with that last shot of making you hate this guy without knowing anything about him. Mm-hmm. Anything like about you just him. instantly, yeah. he had the world's most punchable face, and you're just like, because <laughs> why Russell normally has like this big beard and everything, and you don't like. I think in an interview he said it was hilarious that like. Anthony Mackie didn't even recognize who he was without the beard. Like, <laughs> just funny. like he's just like this clown in a cap, like fake cap suit. Yeah, like. and really that moment works one because you know it, it just the way that it looks and the way they present him out. But really, it's the buildup of the story building to that moment that makes you realize, wait, what the? You know, just like Sam sit, sitting there watching the TV, you're also yeah. sitting there going, "What the hell?" You know, like that's and why like I think that was good. Like, obviously, we all have our own perspectives and uh, and whatnot, but. You know, to the point of when Bucky is actually apologizing to Sam and saying, you know, like, Steve and I never really considered what offering you the shield meant. Like, I think we all, or at least I did, had that uh, initial reaction of like, yeah, why did you give up the shield? You know what I mean? But then the show does a great job of explaining that and diving into why he didn't just jump on that. And I I think if we had gotten a sequel or a follow-up like this follow-up to Captain America's story in the 90s and early 2000s, they would have just jumped from Cap giving him the shield into like him being the next Cap movie and not really just glossed over all that. And I thought yeah, that there that wouldn't have been like, any of this stuff. Yeah, That was part of what made this show so special was just yeah. like actually taking the time to like deliberate why, yes. why we should give it to Sam, why not mm-hmm. anybody else, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's really proving awesome. to everyone that he deserves it, right? Which, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they shouldn't have to prove it, but it is. And now it's like, it's like uh, when it's going to be more meaningful when he shows up in the movie, he's already Captain America because you, you've seen him struggle with it and sort of earn it and sort of become Captain America. And so mm-hmm. they can just now he can be the Captain America for, for the next, you know, however many movies probably yeah, maybe probably for the rest of for a while. long time. Yeah. Long I, I could I see him being like, Cap for all of phase four for sure. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah I can yeah, see him that, being yeah. more like uh, Chris Hemsworth who, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. They kind of were done. They want to move on. And Chris Hemsworth has been like, yeah, I'll just play Thor like as long as they let me. You know what I mean? I can see yeah. him well, just being like, "What happens after. when you make the best movie out of all of them?" But I mean, nice paycheck, good role, nice paycheck. And what with, is it not like with Chris Hemsworth <laughs> maybe being an exception? It's like Phase Four is clearly moving in the direction of like we're retiring the original Avengers mm-hmm. and we're kind of moving on to the 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 greater MCU that we've established and then setting up new characters along the way, which I thought was interesting. Where we had you know. When we got the Monica Rambo debut, like we had seen her character as Geraldine in one in WandaVision, but we didn't really know her character introduction until we got that cold open and it showed you like her uh, snapping back Coming into back, reality. Yeah. And the next cold open we get was in this series with uh, John Walker, and he's like, you know, he's in his old class locker room. I thought that was incredible the way they're they're treating him like any other character, whether he's a hero, anti-hero, villain, whatever you want to categorize him. He is a character and he's going to be here for the remainder of phase four. It appears. Yeah, I like I that they're, like they're cool. keeping him. Yeah. I like that they're keeping him, him in. Like, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's not like, he's meant to be hated when he is dressed up as Captain America, but he's not really a true bad guy. He's more like, he's more like someone whose moral compass is is more like the punisher you know what i right. mean like he's mm-hmm. a soldier right but that person should never be captain america so as captain america 
That's yeah. supposed to be the Boy Scout. He's supposed to be upholding all truth and justice and this well, and that, and not mur- killing. And but he's so he's the wrong person for Captain America. So we hate him for that. But he could still be like um, leaning more on like a good side, like a chaotic good kind of. You know what I yeah. mean? Like and like so they left yeah. it kind of open for him to be. You don't know is he going to be a bad guy or a good guy going forward? I kind of like that. And to that point, U.S. agent, regardless of his current affiliation, because it's I think it's pretty clear the direction they're headed by the end of this thing. But like he is more geared to be that government sort of uh, like directed body where like mm-hmm. whereas Cap, even though he's Captain America, he's representing, you know, the Stars and Stripes. Um, he was never the guy to follow the government's orders. He always went his own moral compass. You know he's the mean? guy that does the good no matter no matter what yeah. if it goes against the government it's just whatever morally is right is what he does right so yeah, yeah exactly and that's who you need that's captain america and that's who, and that's what sam US is and, that's what... and uh he's he's ready to go on missions just for a paycheck it seems like so yeah he's but like, he has... he's like where where do i go get me there now yeah. <laughs> he's so well, no, he's ready he to jump the... out the window and start like he's, yeah. he's ready to go he, in that scene. <laughs> he had the perfect line when he was sort of defending he's like i just am what you made me i just do yeah. what you yes. trained me to. like they I thought they that was created that was a great scene chopping the podium yeah yeah. If you know him from the, from the comics, too, he actually would have been like great a, if he just broke the podium and happened. Like, I am Captain America. He had super strength, so but he does have sort of like a tra- tragic backstory, right? So, what's that? Yeah, what's and, that Will Ferrell SNL thing? I'm a man, like, yeah. just were, were I'm, 40, guys, that's I'm 40. I'm 40. Yeah, like, like I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> I feel like there were some, some questions along the way. Like, were either of you guys questioning whether or not he had? Super strength before he actually took the serum, or were you no, just not like, nah, before, he's a because guy. It's, to me, no. to me, I read it read as if like, oh, he's just a stand-in, you know, he's just someone to do the media. He's just like I didn't actually think like the fact that he went on the mission was that the second episode where they're fighting on top of the trucks and stuff, or was it the first? It was the uh, second, second, right? It was the second, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised that they showed up and were were fighting because I thought, oh, he's just gonna be a stand, even though he's yeah. No, they did a good job. Somewhat capable. Good, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job well, showing like how decorated he was as a soldier, yes, and yes. then they did a good job showing Sam, who we know is not have superpowers, use the shield, and it's kind yeah. of like the shield kind of has a little bit of this like I don't know magical properties where it's like you yeah. can kind of do vibranium like, came yeah, from space. Yeah, it's look, almost like so, a boomerang. Like it kind of always yeah, comes back kinda, to you. <laughs> so really, in the hands of a really good soldier, it kind of looks like he's super powered, kind of. But, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I kind of knew that's what they were too, getting, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, these. But jacks, that's what. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what episode two did great in my mind is that it it established the antagonist in a way where you like it really kind of explored the idea of like what was right and what was wrong, mm-hmm. including flag smashers and including um, John Walker. But that's the point is that as well as as much as the treatment of those characters was done really handled really well, I think that. I don't know if it's just the comic book uh, fan in me that kind of knew everyone's role and knew where everyone was headed. There was never a question of that. That that was the difference between experiencing this and experiencing WandaVision is you were questioning what was going on with each character. Whereas in this one, it was like really great to see how it all played out, but you kind of knew where everyone was slotted and where they were heading. Episode two was kind of that gray area, but beyond episode two, it was clearly defined like where everyone was going. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, you know, and you know, flag smashers very quickly after episode two became, okay, we blew up a building. We're clearly terrorists. We're clearly mm-hmm. willing to kill people to get to uh, our end goal. But then it's, again, it goes back to the treatment of like, how does Sam deal with that? And how does he explore like the why of 
like their motivations and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. and and that's another thing too. We haven't touched on the flag smasher stuff yet. I think that was that's interesting to me. I I enjoyed that. Uh, you know that that they actually had like a a meaning. You know, like they really wanted to where they were coming from. Kind of, you know, you could see that being a, a clear struggle and something that people would be literally fighting for. You know, because it's it's you know it's touching on refugees and it's touching on things like that and and i think that's important to talk about for sure um and you can see that like their motivation to me made sense and i think that always makes a big big difference and mike you've said you've actually said that a million times about guys like even like like zemo and even you know oh. other characters in marvel where it's just like you could you kind of you can see where they might be coming from and that always makes it more interesting no matter mm-hmm. what i think and uh i think they're an, a prime example of that um, what I didn't like about it is at the end, she gets shot, she's going to die. And she says, I'm sorry. It's like, wait, what, where did that come from? I don't, what, since when you were just trying to kill the guy. Like I, that's, that didn't really, I didn't get that part, but everything before that I was, I was on board for, for their, for their arc as a group yeah, and hers. They just, I think with the shortened and condensed amount of time. And then I read it somewhere that they initially had this like elaborate virus storyline, I think, involving yeah, I the too, flag yeah. smashers. So oh, yeah. they probably switched yeah. gears due to the fact not, that we're not all the living. time to do that. Yeah. No, we're all living the, the virus. So it's yeah, like, they could have no, it's good they skipped over that. So I, mean, I just maybe it could have been a little bit more like cohesive in terms of like what the flag smashers were trying to accomplish. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, you understood and that it was I like like you said, Dave, I like how it was built in the world post end game. Yeah. and relied on this new world that was created yeah it life. really really uh, fleshes out what the what the quote-unquote reality is in in that world now yeah um, which i find that, to me this. that's to me that's the most interesting literal world building of the mcu now is is how people are grappling with that and maybe they're going to start moving away from it i think that's part of what this show was was sort of building that and then sort of seeing the aftermath of it but that's okay too i think they did a decent justice with these with these six episodes so mm. um yeah i, thought yeah, I was, was gonna was say good. about the flag smashers it just goes it's just another example of how amazing kevin feige and the team marvel is at adapting the comic books to the screen because the flag <laughs> the flag smasher is actually like a villain right and he, he's a captain america villain he wears a goofy costume and he's just like he's- hates all countries you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like his yeah. shit. Break down no borders. Yeah. But it just his name know, is Carl some... Morgenthau. So they yeah. They, oh, so they yeah. Yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. And then some creator is like, who would be the anti to Captain America? Someone that hates all countries. Like that's like part of come up with. But in the context of a world where half the people have snapped away, and then they came back, and then there's all these displaced people. And when in the four years we learned when everyone was gone, the world lived as one, and there was only one world, and there wasn't countries. Then all of a sudden, a group of people that hates the, the fact that there are countries makes total sense. So, like, they yeah. just found the perfect way to adapt yeah. this silly character. You know, you yeah. make instead of a character, they make them a group and a, a group that doesn't want countries, doesn't want borders. Actually, that makes lots of sense in this universe. So, like, it's just so genius. Like, the way they think of these yeah, things, they, the they way they adapt of, these characters. Is yeah, just, well, oh, and part awesome. of the adaptation, too, I think, was that they they sort of represent this uh, group of these millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people around the world that uh, that are kind of the, the forgotten ones in some way. You know, like, that's kind of 
what they they say that they're treated like and and that's fair you know that's why I well they were the ones that were great. there and had to survive yes. through the four years I, half yeah, the I earth think, being decimated yeah and everyone sam comes back and doesn't good, remember that right so they they've been through a lot of shit and then yeah sam now makes they're a good point more, so um that like one what helps one group usually uh, is you know not not good for another so right they, like true. definitely they're 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 walking that line between like, okay, what's actually happening here? What, what is the government doing to uh, recover from all of this? And yeah. they're probably not going about it the right way. Right. So yeah. uh, but speaking His of speech so, at the end was really good. It was really yeah, good. Oh, yeah, that that was was awesome. and it was, it was extended too. They really gave him a chance to sort of really, yeah. and there was a dialogue a little bit too. It's not like it was just him in a monologue. At least there was a mm-hmm. couple points where they, they butted in and then, and then they really used that as a way to get the point across. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. But Mike, you made a a great point about silly characters and uh, the genius move is to pay homage to the comics, but still make it, have it make sense within Mm -hmm. the MCU, not just like slap you with a silly concept for the sake of it. Like they actually take time to see how, how would this work, you know, in this world that we created. And, and so to that point, Patrock, I mean, the Mm -hmm. leaper, come on. Like he's the most ridiculous character in the comics, but he is a cat recurring cap villain and they found a way to bring him back they they did a great job in op- opening scene in the winter soldier where he fights fights with steve rogers and now you know he's become a villain for sam wilson as well and uh you know i love that i love that we're at a point in the movies where George just like the comic right? books yeah canadian just like yeah. the comic books um you know these villains come back and fight fight the hero over and over just like in the comic books and now it's in the movies i love that it's like now he, he's not gone so he's still around yeah, he's not gone he he's come not around. Around. keep using him like i see us like kind of working through the antagonist and dave did drop the z-bomb but before we get to our standout character mm-hmm. of the series i do want to cover one of my nitpicks of the series and that is sharon carter yeah um, i agree okay I agree. you're never so. gonna have a perfect show and you're never mm-hmm. gonna get everyone to agree on one thing like i'm sure there's so many sure. people who disagree with the treatment of john walker and whatnot sure. i really liked it sharon carter i understand where they were going but that was kind of my part of my point about how you see where they're slotted in and the second you know what's going on it's hard to like you just you're along for the ride and with her i was really hoping there was gonna be more there because yeah. they kind of teased that she was a power broker the episode was called power broker and we had theories and whatnot but in my mind, that's the one area of the series, the one part of the st- element of the story they didn't really pay a lot of attention or care to. And I don't yeah. know if that's because they switched up the... I agree. Like, maybe she was more involved with, like, the virus side of things, and, like, mm. maybe there was more right. to her. But um, the what we from what we got, we didn't get anything, to me, that was good with her other than her debut episode, which was very action-packed. And I thought that, that was, was a really good episode, great. yeah. But beyond that, it was just like, oh, there she is doing villainous stuff. And she's supposed to be Peggy Carter's niece. They didn't mm-hmm. sell to me that she would become like this, uh, I don't know, what, terrorist kind yeah, of Yeah, I 100% agree. Overlord <laughs> or something. Her, her breaking bad did not, it did not, it was not done well. Let's well, yeah, because she way. really came and went through the whole show, right? So it was kind of hard. Again, they spent a lot of time on everything else. And I think we all kind of like, like the way that went. Um, yeah, I could see that. I see that argument. It didn't bother there's me. There's no hints I, I of there's no hints of evilness with her in all the previous previous shows when Hydra was taking over Shield. Like she's the one that would like yeah, side of the cap, and she well, always I had think, the good moral compass. So like, where is yeah. this coming from? Right? Like it, it just yeah. it betrays the character they'd set up. So it's well, weird. that's the thing is that that's I'm mean okay, Foggy in Foggy we trust, and maybe they have a plan, this overextended long-term plan for her character and they maybe they have a redemption arc in there but as it sits right now like 
we all know that they can kind of always kind of uh, double Recon, down on their yeah. choices and and make make it you know more fleshed out. But at the same time, uh, with the Winter Soldier being one of the best films in the MCU, and her speech in that in Peggy's funeral being the like the crux of that, and then her oh sorry that, that was Civil War, my bad. But Captain America: Civil War being one of the best films in the MCU, mm-hmm. and then she makes that great speech, and that's kind of like the crux of what Steve is dealing with and how he moves forward and sticks to his guns. Um, and then, and then, you know, it's the whole like move, no, like plant yourself like a tree and you say you move kind of thing. Right. Um, that, that was all very powerful stuff and it kind of undercuts what she was going with, with that, especially because mm-hmm. she's the one that helped Steve. And then the other side of that you could say is like, okay, this is, she was one of the forgotten. So this is like, this technically was one of Steve's like closest confidants that helped him through his journey. And she got left in the dust and literally. So like she's now become this villainous character. And is it now someone's responsibility like Captain America's to help bring her back around? Who knows? But as it sits right now, it just fell a little flat. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah. So I think that uh, maybe it's kind of Let's tied together. To but we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Zemo dance and that, uh, <laughs> that created, uh, that created the real kickoff for the rest of the show. That was the sort of, uh, climax, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's check out the Zemo cut, the Zemo <laughs> cut. Yeah. We need that. Oh yeah. Um, no, actually you're the, the Dave, the Dave cut. <laughs> the Dave Zemo cut. Yeah. Let's do that. I think, um, I think, I think he was cool. I think he was fun. And I think he t- kind of ties in to Bucky's story a little bit too. Right. Because they had a little bit of a, uh, I mean, that's that was Zemo's technically yes. his last scene. I think the most too, heartwarming right? so. part involving Zemo is him ultimately giving Bucky a pass for being a super soldier and that whole reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, he's basically like, I'm going to murder every super soldier that walks the planet. Okay, Bucky, uh, we're, we're square. Like, I crossed myself off your list, so please don't come get me, and I won't come get you. Like, kind yeah, of thing. Like, here's, like, here's your book. Cool. <laughs> and <laughs> Zemo is a he's a great character there's another one of those characters where he's a sympathetic villain yeah right it's like if if uh superheroes came in and just rampaged through your country and destroyed your whole village and killed your whole family Mm -hmm. you'd probably hate them too right and you know he he went a bit too far when he's directly killing some people like the cello's dad but like his plan was not to really kill it was to just drive a wedge in between the avengers and get them to hate each other or see each other for what they are sort of thing right so it's like yeah yes and he's like evil because he kills a few people but he's also a little bit sympathetic so you it's it's a good character yeah and like thanos and to some degree killmonger he succeeded like you said in mm-hmm. his plan so uh and he's still, yeah, he's still war, around still around yeah yeah <laughs> ever since civil war he's always been one of my top villains definitely top five maybe even top three yeah. um and this was like the icing on the cake like this really solidified him within the mcu as like top tier they really Whether gave him time villain or character or anti-hero whatever you want to call him but he's definitely a villain but like he's like, just yeah mike, he's like mike said real. he's a sympathetic villain that you yeah, kind of really you're rooting time. for secretly yeah you're mm-hmm. kind of rooting for him a little bit and he's and they really gave him time to, to shine his personality and the acting through for his personality so like you kind of chuckled with him every once in a while and you kind of like felt where his snarky comments were coming from. And I, I like that. I thought that was, that was one of the, one of the standouts too. Um, it's easy to sort of forget cause he's not there for an episode and a half kind of thing, but like 
but he's one of the primary characters, I would say, for at least a few episodes. And, yeah, uh, I, w- I would consider yeah. him a protagonist of the series for sure. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did a really good job with him. So. And that scene with him and Bucky at the end with the the empty gun and the bullets, yeah. the callback to um, Civil War cool. when uh, T'Challa did that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess all the callbacks, actually, all the callbacks. I wish I watched everything, but all of the callbacks throughout the series, that one with the bullets and the other one being when Sam as Captain America is fighting Carly, it's very reminiscent of when Steve was fighting with your soldier. And he said, I'm not going to fight you. And he's just defending right. himself. He's not, he's not attacking, that. right? And this the same, same language. I'm not going to fight you. And, and he's just trying to disarm her. And that's, that again, proves the audience that he is the person that deserves to be the, carry the shield, be Captain America. Cause John Walker, when he fights a, one of the terrorist people, yeah. he just kills them mercilessly, right? But mm-hmm. Sam, he, he doesn't want to fight them. He, he wants to just de-escalate and save as yeah. many people as he can, even the villains, right? So yeah. that's what makes glad- him worthy of being Captain America. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because they did an incredible job of just kind of taking the great moments from the Cap series and, and kind of paying homage to them in this series. Uh, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like whether it's a parallel or a juxtaposition, like there's a lot of stuff with John Walker that was similar but different, you know what I mean? And then there was, like like you said, Sam, you know, kind of uh, proving that he's deserving of the shield. And even uh, just general Avengers stuff, like when in that final episode, I noticed he, like, skimmed the water as he's flying. That was very Iron Man. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's right. John Walker, flying. the post-credit scene when he's hammering the shield, you know, that yeah, was a little bit Iron Man. I noticed yeah. that too. So, yeah. um, and, and to that point, I thought it was kind of funny that he, like, keeps pounding his metal into the thing. And I thought initially someone could take that as being, like, very egotistical. But when you see it play out in the in the finale, it's actually on the back, and it's yeah, not his medals are on the back. Of it. It's like yeah. actually yeah. for him to like keep his focus and be like, no, right. no, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Like I I I've earned this. Yeah, and like you know what I mean. Like he he keeps it as a reminder. So that was cool. Yeah. And it's good they go out of their way to show that like even though he had the shield before, he had the actual cap shield, and even though you know, he went through all this effort to sort of be cap again kind of thing and make his own, his shield just yeah. gets destroyed in like a couple minutes. Right. Like it's, it's really yeah. just there for show the, the, the super soldiers punch it and the thing is all beat up and stuff and he can't really use it and all that. And I think that that's just like a reminder, another reminder, I guess that he's not cap. Right. And yeah. I think that that's just another thing that, that he has to deal with and stuff. So similar to the one division finale, like, you know, we were all going crazy with our theories and, there's definitely yeah. a lot of stuff we kind of were hoping, wishful thinking that we we're going to see play out towards the end, even when it comes to like big cameos or whatnot. So, um, and you know, to some degree, obviously we didn't get what we were boosting ourselves up or hyping ourselves up to get, but what we got was still amazing, which is how I kind of feel about the finale of this series. However, there were a couple of things I was hoping to kind of see that along the lines of paying homage to the cap series was, um, I, I had put out my, my hopes and dreams was a, a cold open with like actually seeing, and I hope we get this down the line in maybe another film, maybe the cop film, but a, a, like an Isaiah Bradley sequence of him doing what Steve did uh, when he rescued the Howling Commandos. And that became like, you know, when he solidified himself as a superhero in Captain mm-hmm. America. And right. like when Isaiah did it, he did it probably just as heroically but we all know that he got stuffed in a jail cell and tested yeah, out for I thought 30 he was years, a, which was he was kind a of great crazy. character. I thought that was a great character and a great sort of hint at how, you know, 
black soldiers and people were used at the time because that's that's exactly what it was you know they were at the front line and it's just like are you fucking kidding me you know that's just how yeah. those people were treated and he was just an example of that even though you know he was yeah he you know he was just he was cool it was good to sort of bring back how this wasn't just right here right now and how this was a long story that goes back and why people might not feel so inspired by cap mm. all the time so i think that that well, was pretty uh was pretty cool for me definitely one of the best deep cuts that they've pulled and that they went directly to a storyline i think it came out in 2003 uh truth red white and black uh by robert morales and it was basically the story of isaiah bradley and how while cap was in the ice you know the u.s military wanted to recreate or right. uh reproduce captain america for their own means right so it was like and that you could definitely see something like that playing out in this world um so so yeah definitely a cool throwback and then setting up of course now we have isaiah bradley in the universe and his grandson who in the comics goes on to be part of the young avengers as the patriot right. sort right. of like a cow of the patriot okay yeah, and, we, and we have a little bit of him in there too which is yeah. cool and the, the other thing to the finale of like the whole like throwback to the uh, mcu earlier films or phase the previous three phases was or phase one actually was i wanted like instead of just seeing cap kind of fly by and then like come in and and enter the fight i wanted there to be this like grandstand of the flag smashers like yeah we're gonna take over and then just like the shield comes flying out of nowhere and hits some guy in the head because like that would be like similar to like when loki was making his stand in the avengers right and then all of a sudden the cap shield comes out of nowhere oh yeah that's yeah so, <laughs> That would have been really dope, but like they did a lot of uh, a lot of other great moments to yeah. capture. Yeah, I think um, I think the big uh, the big surprise for me that I loved was of course Julia Louis Dreyfus showing up because oh yeah she's the Lame. best in absolutely everything. So um, I'll take that anytime. And I think that you know it plays with her with her strengths how she's sort of snarky and and all that. Yeah. But, um, I don't know how much she's going to show up because I don't know too much about her character and stuff. But I thought I want to hear fun. from you, Mike, to see if you know or if you have an idea what where where she's going with that. Yeah, I think they're leaving it open. Um, I she's uh, Contessa something, Montaigne? Madame Madame Hydra, I think, is what she's known in the comics, and she's sort mm -hmm. of like the evil kind of Nick Fury. That's how I would kind of put That's it. What it Nick Fury like. kind of has Shield and yeah. has the Avengers, and she kind of has Hydra. And yeah. some other collection of evil superheroes, right? And she's pulling the string. So that's that's a good set. That's a good character to bring in. And it's the right way to do it. You kind of kind of sprinkle her in a little bit like they did with Nick Fury, and she's kind of collecting her troops and I Especially you know, linking we'll see her to heading, John Walker so. and having like this dark version of Captain America. Yeah, now season, he has power, right? so, so she can so she so we said he's not a total bad guy, but he can be manipulated, right? Because he has that mm -hmm. gray moral compass. So yeah, she's gonna I be look more at like him like a mercenary, right? Like he'll yeah. do yeah. the job that you ask him to do. Exactly. And yeah. you and you can kind of like manipulate him to think that he's doing the right thing <laughs> no yeah i don't think i don't think it's like he'll do whatever job like a mercenary like he'll kill anyone like i think he is more like a chaotic good like a punisher like like yeah. he will kill the people that he thinks are the bad guys like he, he think always thinks paint, he's on the right if you good paint side, the right, right picture like if you make someone look like a bad guy he'll yes. like he has this kind of unhinged quality where he will jump the gun and just like do what yes. he thinks is right. Yes, but he can be manipulated without stopping yeah. to ask questions. You know what yeah, I mean? no, exactly. And, and, exactly. and with Elaine, and I thought she was great. Uh, Elaine, Elaine. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Elaine. Was that a slip or was that a purpose? No, no, Julia oh, yeah, Louis Dreyfus. But uh, but Elaine. yeah, she 
she was a great reveal. Uh, probably one of the big cameos. I don't think there were any others. Yeah, I knew nothing really. about her being in there. Rody Rody was in it. Rody, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. It was a good one because we know we're going to get more from him in Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. So to have him kind of show up to see, like he's like, you know, represents like Iron Man's legacy and he's showing up to like see what happens to mm-hmm. Cap's legacy and this and that. So that was cool. Um, but with the Contessa Fontaine, it, what is it? La Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Like what is it? So, <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, no, but like she comes along and then like the internet. Okay, yeah, she's supposed to be Madame Hydra. She, I think she dated Nick Fury. Uh, she was like part of Shield and possibly Hydra, uh, and all these. She's things. done a but lot. Hydra, she's been the bad yeah, guy in a lot exactly, of stories. Like, yeah, definitely a complicated uh, character. But also, I'm trying to think like if they're setting up, which evil team are they setting up? Are they setting up Thunderbolts with the whole like Thunderbolt Ross as like Red Hulk? Uh, Zemo, uh, you know, John Walker, US agent, or they kind of shift gears and go into the Dark Avengers because there were always rumors that they were going to try that. Mm. But then that storyline involves uh, Norman Osborn mm. and like Iron Patriot and all that kind of stuff. So, they could adjust it. So I could see them doing some sort of their own MCU version where it's like drawing from both of those kind of qualities. And to that point, I think like there was a character that, that was involved with Dark Avengers called um, Victoria Hand who seems to be, when you look her character's backstory, like very similar to the Contessa. And she has like a purple streak in her hair, which I noticed the Contessa had. Mm, so yeah, it's possible they're doing that thing where they're kind of like like the White Wolf, like, um, you know, Winter Soldier. Um, the White Wolf of Wakanda was not ever Bucky Barnes. It was some other guy in the comics. And now they're just kind of like streamlining it. Right. So I could see them doing something where they're drawing from like different yeah. storylines and like creating this one character that's basically going to be like you said the Nick Fury for the, the less than reputable uh, you know I think they're doing superhero slash villains yeah I think they're doing they're doing I think the Thunderbolts which is more like the Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad yeah so I think I think they could do that which is like you know they use the people in prison and to run shady government operations and then I think also she's sort of setting up this dark Avengers type group to head off the Avengers. I just don't know where she fits overall. Like what other, what other organizations is she leading? Is it, is, is it going to be like the U S government or shield yeah. again, or is it going to be more like Latveria and Dr. Dooms? So I think that that's where they were kind of heading. So I think it's yeah. still to be seen, but there's lots of directions they can go. And I think they'll sprinkle in these uh, villains, people, superpowers. And she'll kind of collect them the way that Thanos collects his infinity stones. She's going to collect the, the movies. Heroes, yeah. Kind of, yeah. And then kind of to, to head off at some point. And he's just the against first. the Avengers. Yeah. And he's, he's just the first, I think. Yeah. 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 And, I like and, that when, when they were, uh, when he came out, he's like, it's the same, but it's black. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Cause it's like, wait a second. It does look the same. Cause the US agent was just a rip off of, well, he was Captain America. He was. Yeah. And then, rip off yeah yeah but, I, think, uh, I think it's i think that's a cool US character surgeon had the red and black suit yeah i don't think red we black, talked yeah. about bucky and i just want to say like not bucky too much one, yeah one of my favorite characters and i really really liked what they did with him here and just gave him more he's sort of the the what is the word the suffering character the suffering the yep. the you know dealing with more with dealing with grief like one division so tortured tortured character tortured soul tortured soldier um, you know, I, I like that. I like that character. I like the angle. I like his arc. I think um, Sebastian Stan just did an excellent job, especially the few scenes like that one in Wakanda when he sort of had beaten his programming 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a powerful scene. That was, so, oh, yeah. That just, opening in Wakanda was... Uh, I lo- and I love the dynamic between the two. So I hope they keep them together as much as they can in, in any prop- properties going well, forward. Well, they changed the title see... of the show, right? So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think I do not plan. think this needs any more seasons. I think my stance on these Disney Plus seasons is going to be the less, the better. I have the same thought with WandaVision. I have the same thought with Mandalorian. Like, I don't want more seasons of any of those shows. I don't want, don't want more seasons of this shows either because I think hmm. the show was yeah. created to serve its purpose to show Falcon taking the Captain America mantle and he's done that and there's no need. What's the second season? What's yeah. going to be the arc? What's going to be the story? Well, I, if yeah. you want to make another show with these characters because you have another story you want to tell, it just doesn't have to be season two. It just be its own show or they can think appear in, right? So I think the difference yes. could be, I don't point. disagree with that because it's true. It was about about sam and becoming cap and all that stuff and I, like like we've said i think that's that was the and right way to they're going to be in movies well. before they're another show right so it's going to totally change the status quo but i think maybe if they did do a second season it focuses more on bucky but he does he does kind of have his own arc in this too so i don't think it's necessary either but i think this one would work better with a second season more than one division would i just but don't again, see what what yeah. even one division felt very isolated to like a moment in uh, in or, the MCU, yeah. like or to like a, a hex like a, or something, an event. you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, to a hex. No, but like to your point, Dave, about the title change of Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I think that that at the very least proves that, like, if we, you know, when we get Cap Four, it's basically going to be a continuation of the story, and there's going to be Captain America and there's going to be the Winter Soldier because Bucky has clearly now like opened himself up to Sam and kind of been invited into like sam's little community right so yeah and um yeah so uh, uh, to the about, point of uh, sorry you were gonna say something I, I was i just lost I, I was gonna say something but i totally lost the oh uh, i was gonna say i'm here for the comic accurate costumes yes i'm here for that the truck. wanda one and then the uh, the falcon costume because the falcon has been captain america in the costume like this happened like seven or eight years ago so it's been a long time and that rick remender right yeah, it's bright. It looks so good. It's more white than um, blue. It's kind of like mm-hmm. than the Captain America one. So, and uh, I love the design in the in the comic book. And so they just they yeah. did that in the movie. They no longer have to like make them. You know, Feels, the only problem I had with kinda... it was was the extra stuff all around his neck. It kind of feels like, like Batman. The, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what mm-hmm. I was gonna say. It feels like he couldn't move. Like, did they really like? Okay, fine to have the stuff around his eyes and his head. I understand that because he's flying and stuff. All that's cool. The rest of the suit is super cool. Like it's nice and flashy, and I think it really stands out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just felt weird. It's like why? Why did they do that? To me, that that looked a little bit awkward. But the rest of it, I don't disagree with at all. The wings look a little bit different, and it seems like they they even operate slightly different. Um, yeah. But I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I I, I think it was. Uh, I I agree with Mike though in that, um, especially with Captain America and Iron Man. But to some degree, the original six Avengers, like they're all pretty comic book accurate. And then like this uh, new Captain America costume is exa- is taken straight from the comics. Like there's maybe a slight minor tweaks, but like Mike said, it's it's pretty pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, speaking about the uh, costumes, the U.S. agent one being black and red, uh, I heard an interesting like point about the actual red, white, and blue and their meaning of the flag. So on the American flag, red is hardiness and valor. White is purity and innocence. And blue is vigilance, perseverance, and justice. So vigilance, perseverance, and justice are kind of going by the wayside. 
if you noticed when they gave mm. uh, they gave John Walker his Captain America suit, there's no white. So there's no purity and innocence. Mm. But maybe he gained a little bit of that back by the end of the finale, which is the new costume is like black, red, and white, um, which is also, uh, you know, truth, red, white, and black, those colors. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, cool. we just got learned. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. That makes sense. That makes sense Deep. if that's all part of it. We, we, maybe we wouldn't know as, as easily not being Americans. Maybe that's part of it and stuff too. But uh, <laughs> but no, the underlying meaning is always kind of cool to have. I, I think that's great. I think if that's, awesome. if that's it part of it. When he was like uh, pounding in his own steel shield, I'm like, that thing's going nowhere. Like, yeah, man. I love how got dented and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I got all beat up. I The only thing I didn't really, um, I didn't really understand is, not understand, but I guess I didn't really love the fact that they were all cool with all of a sudden that he was helping them in that last episode. Like, didn't they have enough bad beef that they would have just been like, dude, like, I know you saved that truck, but like, that's a good point. So I I didn't love that. I actually had a little bit of confusion. I don't know if it was because I was so like blown away by, you know, we're like just overexcited to be watching the finale, but I didn't understand what, what Sam said when he's like, I called in backup. I literally kept thinking that we were going to see War Machine show up. So Ooh, towards the beginning be of cool. the episode, he's like, yeah, I called him back up. Yeah, yeah. The, the very next shot is like Sharon joining up with Bucky. And I'm like, but it didn't sound like he was talking about Sharon because like he right. on the radio said like, oh, Sharon, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, if you called him back up, you wouldn't say that. Yeah. So who was the backup? Did he actually call John Walker because he knew he was going to need it? I, I assumed it was her. I, I assumed yeah. it was her because they were already talking back and forth and he was trying to convince her. But man if war machine showed up oh man <laughs> that would have been sick <laughs> like maybe he would have stolen cap's thunder though that's the only yeah, maybe a little you, bit you need yeah. captain america you need he, he needs to be the sorry the be- i didn't mention the out. best scene of the entire movie was the fight uh bucky falcon what he was yes. talking at the time and Civil against john War. walker and breaking the shield off his arm was just like the greatest, yeah. most satisfying, like ripping that shield away from him by breaking it off his arm. Like you did not deserve this shield after what you did kind of thing. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. And that, that was, was the, the beginning scene. of the I episode, I think too, good. right? I think that kicked off yeah. the episode. Yeah. yeah, that was a really cool I, way. I love that. Get it going. I love that because the whole episode um, was very uh, emotional and, um, you know, character driven. So that yeah. was like the only real action sequence, but it was like mm-hmm. it, it like blew that episode like wide open, right? And yeah. it was that was the fifth immediately one, right? the following one. the great action sequence we got the week before. So you know we had you know you know recipes battle star gone too soon kind of thing. But uh it set up it was the perfect thing to set up like uh John Walker losing his mind mm-hmm. and doing yeah. it publicly and yeah. then, like, I was a little surprised his... they let they they killed him off because yeah, I know that he's a semi-recurring character. Um, yeah. But like you just said, it it is a perfect way to kind of get him uh, to, to take lose that it. next, to lose it and take that next step thing. So And then like he's yeah. he's exper- like just fresh off of that and they, and they come in and, and try and take the shield away from him and yeah. they get this amazing, like it was, it was basically an homage to the end fight and battle sequence in the mm-hmm. Civil War. So that was sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we've run through every last little point of the show. So I think it was it yeah. was pretty damn good. I think it was pretty. I was surprised. I actually didn't think. I think I might have said this before, but I didn't think I was really gonna like it a ton. I do like these characters in the movies, but I was like, oh, it's just gonna be just like the movies. It's just gonna be an extended movie, and we've been there, done that. And there's aspects of that, but I still think that all the stuff in between 
was well done enough that I was way more interested in this than I thought I would be. And mm. um, much more invested in, in Sam's story. And I think they really did a good job with his, with his uh, storyline more than anything else. And I think that that made a big difference for me. So um, yeah. yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised just like I was with WandaVision. So. And they finally gave Bucky in, in most ways, a clean slate. Like they, they yeah, set him they up really for did. being able to kind of just be his own hero now Yep. Uh, going forward and not really going to be too, uh, you know, dependent on his trauma from the, being the winter soldier. So yep. He kind of made amends in that in that respect, and we got a couple of good montages along the way. That there was, was a few nice. montages, yeah. The training, uh, they were training all sequences, yeah. and yeah. the the building of the boat. So that that was a uh, yeah, that was that actually was a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real buddy cop type thing too, eh? Because you mentioned yeah. that earlier. That's a there good was so way. much lethal weapon with yeah, <laughs> Zemo exactly. being like the Leo gets. Like, yeah, yeah. Pesci <laughs> mode, like you know, what I mean? Pesci mode. So they they went there a little bit. They went there just a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, um, yeah, so like that's the thing. So sorry, just to touch no, on no, of the course. Zemo thing is now he's headed to the raft, and we know yes. the raft is overseen by uh, General Ross. So there is that element of Thunderbolt Ross now having Zemo at his disposal to kind of get into a Thunderbolts kind of uh, sequence. And then if if the Contessa is involved, you know, then we've got John Walker and whoever else uh, is ready, a uh, hero for hire kind of thing. So that that's kind of. That's uh, that'll be cool to see uh, unfold over the next, uh, you know, phase four or whatever yeah. and beyond. Yeah, and I think the um, next uh, is the next Marvel show Loki. Is that the next one, or am I missing one in between? Yeah, so it's we got Loki uh, in June. So June, we'll probably yeah. get one of those like making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers, and then we have May is kind of dedicated. No MCU, but we got the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Uh, May yeah. the Fourth be with you. Yeah. Um, and like just with all the imagery that we've been kind of seeing the parallels between Cap films and Avengers films and uh, Cap, Falcon the Winter Soldier, the other powerful one was, of course, when John Walker committed the the dirty deed mm-hmm. and slammed the shield down because you know in Civil War there was that moment where is Steve going to do it and you think he's going to just take Tony Stark out, but then he goes for the arc reactor. Oh, yeah, he does whereas, do that. Whereas uh, with John Walker, no, he finishes him off. So. I don't know if he de- decapitates that, the a, guy or what he does. Yeah, fine difference between mm-hmm. Steve Rogers, Captain America, and yeah. John Walker's Captain America. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and that—that's a pretty cool, iconic shot that they're going to probably use for a long time now with him and standing the there with the blood on it. That was yeah, like was cool, horrifying. Yeah, yeah and from and from the from the angle of the guy he just killed too, right? Which I think was pretty mm. cool. That was, was a guy who, in the episodes. earlier part of the episode, was telling Carly he looked up to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he it was that like, guy? Yeah, yeah, I love Steve Rogers. Like I, I looked that. up to him as a kid. The setup was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he get he get taken out by Captain America. So. Yeah, and then and then yeah, they, I, they sort of they touch on that a few times. So it's like he wasn't the one who, or or she wasn't the one who uh, who killed him. You know, like you killed someone else that had nothing to do with it, and you know all that kind of stuff. So. I thought that was yeah. good. The um, more we've yeah. talked about and covered this series, the more I realize how much I love it. So yeah, you know, I've liked it more in the <laughs> last brave. in the last forty five minutes than I <laughs> than I did before. So, um, so there we go. Um, okay, so that's our uh, that's our overview of, of another great Marvel show. We'll have we'll definitely have Loki. I'm very interested in Loki. These trailers that they've released in the last little while have made me very interested about it. We've talked about how um, he's just the perfect actor for the character, so it's just even more of an interest for me. So. Um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we've uh, I'm I'm watching the Mighty Ducks show, like I said I would, and uh, it's cheesy family fun. That's so far, so that's that's been kind of fun. 
I watched and, the pilot. Uh, I was yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little it's corny, but oh, it's, yeah. it's so corny. It's so corny. <laughs> it was just cool to see that it's actually like a continuation of in they're doing the Mighty Ducks world. Yeah, you know? they're doing something somewhat different. And I, I enjoy that it's at least a little bit different. And I think there's some sort of corny humor and stuff, but it's fine. That's those you think those movies weren't corny. Maybe we watch them now. I'm sure they're more than that. <laughs> so <laughs> um all right. So that's about it. Uh as of today, we're taking part in our uh in our extra life united uh Rocket League tournament later tonight. Mike, um we're recording in the afternoon, but we're playing tonight. So we're gonna get a little bit of practice in. Um, so that's part of what we're doing. Um, you're gonna hear this after that for sure. But thank you to anyone who watched and donates for sure. And, um, and my page was, will still be open even after today, right? So page is, is open all year. Yeah. It's January 1st to December 31st. So it's open all year round. And we'll, we'll mention it here and there and stuff as well. Um, but today's dedicated to, to that as well. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Mike, where, where are people finding us there? And I guess everywhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Day back in on social media. That's where you can keep up with us. Find the podcast back in my day on your podcast app of choice. And our extra life team is just the uh, back in my day podcast. Easiest way to find that is through social media. Yep, exactly. And, uh, and we're streaming today and we'll be off and on, but today, if, if anyone's watching this or, or hearing it, it's, um, back in my day games is our Twitch channel where we're going to be sort of putting up some of our episodes as well and playing games. And we're going to have Rocket League going later and stuff. So yeah, it's a fun place for us to be and stuff as well. So gentlemen, thank you very much for, uh, for joining me thank today you. on this episode. Uh, next we'll have some uh, video game talk and stuff as well, which would be kind of fun. So I will, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Start lining up our buyers. Super soldiers might be off the menu, but... We're about to have full access to government secrets, prototype weapons, you name it. Should be something for everyone.